We all want to feel like we belong, but sometimes it's challenging to find connection in our living spaces, neighborhoods, communities, and relationships. On Home Where You Belong, we're here to change that. Hear stories of people from different backgrounds and from different places and how they've been able to feel more at home to help give you a renewed sense of connection, belonging, and optimism. Welcome to Home Where You Belong with your host, Chip Alford. I've heard many times the garage is America's front door. By the way that uh, we live in North America, we use that the garage to come in and come out of, of the home on a daily basis. And as a result, I mean, it is a space that you see when you leave and when you come in. And when that space is unfinished, dirty, dusty, disorganized, a dumping ground, it it's stressful. It's also underutilized. Garage workshops, gyms, and even theaters have become increasingly popular over the last few years. For many homeowners, however, the garage remains an unglamorous space, lacking in creature comforts and cluttered with boxes of unused household goods. Even though it's often the first space to welcome us home when it comes to home improvement, the garage is usually an afterthought. Aaron Cash is out to change that co-founder and partner of Garage Living, Canada's largest garage storage and organization contractor, Aaron recognizes the importance of investing in those underdeveloped square feet to meet the increased demand on homes. He's passionate about the utility of the garage and the return on investment that comes with it. His team has already transformed thousands of garages across North America and garnered media attention in outlets like Architectural Digest, Dwell, and HGTV. Aaron, welcome to Home Where You Belong. I'm really glad to have you on the show today. Thanks, Chip. It's great to uh, be with you. Hey, I know you're up in Canada. I know the, the weather's probably starting to get warmer up there now. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, and, and how did you get interested in garages? Yeah, no, it's a it's a great question. So I was born and raised uh, just outside of Toronto, just in the suburbs, and uh, I've uh, lived here my whole life. Um, I'm now raising my family here with my wife, and uh, we have a, a daughter who's nine, and a son who's ten, and or sorry, eleven rather. And we're into uh, every sport and activity under the sun, so that keeps us quite busy. But uh, it's exciting, and 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 I wouldn't want for anything else. In terms of garages, it was uh, the garage category. It was uh, you know, a real opportunity that I didn't see coming um, when when uh, we, we uh, were faced with sort of a, a business opportunity. Uh, but what I can say is that from a young age, I've always enjoyed home improvement projects. Um, I've liked construction. I was that kid that was you know, big into Lego growing up and, and assembling things and building things. And when, you know, my parents would buy something at Ikea, I was always great at uh, putting it together and, uh, you know, not having extra parts or, or being, you know, uh, stuck halfway and, and, you know, looking at scrapping the whole thing. So that's always been something that uh, has been something I'm passionate about, something I'm good at. And, I think has uh, parlayed into my passion for our business. Those skills probably come in handy in putting your business together too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not necessarily, again, in the early 
early stages, I was definitely more hands-on with the execution of our projects and how things get put together and installed. But I would say that I'm not de- I'm not the expert in that field. That's not sort of where our strength comes from. Um, <laughs> it's something I enjoy, but uh, you know, I, I I'm far from a, a Finnish carpenter. You have a team of professionals that that handle that for you, I bet. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So while I enjoy it and I do like to get out in the field and I do still like to do projects around the house, uh, I think my skills and and my experience have been um, better used in in growing our business, which has been really exciting. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that in a minute. You've got franchises all over Canada and in the U.S., so we'll get into that. But when did you really, though, start to see the potential of garages as a real business opportunity and that maybe people really were wanting help with? Yeah, no, it, it's it's interesting because it wasn't that long ago. So this is somewhat of a new um, category uh, just in the last uh, really 20 years since early 2000s. Uh, so our, our my exposure to it uh, came in around 2005. A former business partner uh, and I, we took a road trip. Uh, He had a contact in the Chicago area who was in metal fabrication and was building steel cabinetry and case goods for industrial uses. But that gentleman's background was also in um, uh, consumer products, consumer electronics and consumer uh, home goods. And so he was looking around at some of the big appliance companies and what they were doing to sort of extend their brands into storage and organization and said, listen, I, I have the facility. I can build products like that. Come down here, take a look. HGTV was just really getting rolling with all of the home improvement shows and the DIY um, uh, movement. And so it, it was also at the time where Home Depot was, was opening a store every single day of the year. So yes, really, really good timing, right? <laughs> yes. So, so there was a lot of, a lot of momentum in home improvement and home organization at the time. And the garage category was really interesting niche. And um, we came back and, and looked to sort of distribute that product line. But, you know, we were a little early in that, in that, uh, that timing where the, uh, the big box retailers weren't ready for what we were offering. And so we said, listen, we can go direct to consumers because we know people want this product. And so that um, evolved into a partnership and uh, Garage Living was born. And uh, we spent the better part of 10 years refining our business, designing and building our own product lines, creating a system for design consultations and, and really understanding our customer understanding what their needs are, understanding how the garage is used in different areas of of the country and different parts of the world. And then in 2015, we started to expand geographically. You've got over over 40 franchises, I believe. We're over 40 franchises and be probably close to 45 by the second half of this year. And and we look to uh, break that 50 mark before the end of the year, which is uh, a nice milestone for us. Absolutely. Yeah. I know I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, there's two within a couple hours of me, one in Nashville and one in the Atlanta area. So uh, we'll include a link to your website, garageliving.com in the show notes and on our website, but folks, you should definitely check that out. Um, There's a lot of other information we'll talk about in a minute too, but 
Let's talk a little bit more about your, your company's products and services. I did spend some time looking through your website and frankly was amazed with all the different things that you have to make a garage organized, but also look like a really awesome part of the house. So just tell me a little bit about what kind of products you offer. Yeah, I mean, I would start um, by describing our, our product offering and our services by, by you know, sharing with you that I see our products and our services just as, as a means to an end. So they're, they're how we accomplish uh, what we set out to do. And, and that really is understanding what the customer requires, how they use the space, what their needs are, what their needs might be down the road. And then coming up with a, a custom solution that works for them using those products and services. So it's much less about just sort of throwing up some organizers on the wall and installing <laughs> cabinetry and, and doing a nice floor as it is creating an entire environment that is consistent with the rest of the home in terms of style and design. And, and the most important part is lifestyle. I've heard many times... Uh, the garage is America's front door. By the way that uh, we live in North America, we use that the garage to come in and come out of, of the home on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I mean, it is a space that you see when you leave and when you come in. And when that space is unfinished, dirty, dusty, disorganized, a dumping ground, it, it's stressful it's also underutilized. So one of the ways that um, we believe we improve people's lifestyles and their lives, uh, extend their lifestyles from the inside of the home out is by taking on the garage, focusing on the full solution, and really addressing what their needs are. So that might not be replacing or removing all of their stuff. Um, sure. Most people don't, they need to keep it, they just need to manage it and do it better. And so in terms of the products we offer, um, you know, we have a number of lines of, of exclusive steel cabinetry that we've designed and manufactured. Um, we don't do any particle board or wood. Um, our climate in North America is just not ideal for those, those products, uh, those materials. Um, and that, that goes from whether you're in the South and you may have flooding or high humidity to the north where it uh, will be high humidity in the summer, but then extreme colds in the winter. So sure. it just simply doesn't last. So we we early on made the decision that we weren't going to explore that material. So we use um, high quality powder coated steel cabinetry in, in, our, in our storage solutions. We have a proprietary floor coating product called Flortex, um, which is a polyaspartic coating People often refer to it as generically as epoxy coating, but uh, yeah, our Flortex product is is really the the most dramatic way to transform a space from that dusty, dirty environment to one that's clean, easy to clean, and uh, very bright. I'm sorry to interrupt. You mentioned yeah. easy to clean. I mean, I'm looking at Aaron on, on our Zoom meeting where he's got a backdrop showing one of the garages from from that is company put together and uh, we'll include a link to uh, a photo gallery where you can see some amazing transformations in their products but it looks awesome but i'm wondering how how hard is that to keep clean the, the flooring there which looks top notch yeah no so the 
floor architect product it's as easy as uh water and uh what we typically use is brush and squeegee so you could hose it off and uh push out the water and uh, it looks brand new um really there's not much to it you don't need to use a power washer you can it it, it will work but uh you, you you just need the hose and uh, a squeegee and you've got a brand new floor every time you clean it. So That's... very simple. And that goes from whether it's salt or oil that you might want to clean up first before washing it out um, to anything else you'd spill on there. It's, it's very simple to keep clean. You know, that reminds me, my career, a lot of my career, I worked for Caterpillar, the heavy equipment company. And uh, we and I would go into our plant sometimes, and they really worked on keeping the worksite clean and picked up, and you know because a it's it's safer that way. But they found it's all you can also be more productive. I'm guessing that's one of the benefits of your kind of garage transformation is is not only does it look amazing, but I bet it makes people more productive because they can find things. Or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I would agree 100%. In terms of productivity, I would say that when the space is finished, when the floor is coated with floor tech, people tend to keep it clean because it is finished. It's a dusty, dirty floor. You want it to be clean, so you're going to make the effort to do that. Uh, the same goes with all the other products that we've installed. So if you have the organizers on the wall and you have the cabinetry, you're going to use them to store your items properly and maintain it. So it, it is, it, it becomes part of how you live and how you um, treat your belongings. And yeah, I would agree. It becomes much more productive and it becomes much more enjoyable. And at the end of the day, it's all about coming home with less mess, resulting in less stress and, um, you know, just, just feeling a sense of, of uh, calm, that organization and, and uh, everything in order brings. Absolutely. You've been quoted as saying that you feel that garages can be used as much more than just a parking spot. And looking at some of the transformation projects that Garage Living has carried out, and I think there's you know thousands across the U.S. and Canada. There's a lot of amazing, a lot of amazing things. Fitness rooms, I saw. You know, kitchen sink and refrigerator, EV charging stations. Does any particular transformation come to mind or that, that had some interesting things or what can you tell us about some of the transformations that your company's been out there doing? Absolutely. So transformations are probably the most fun projects to see, um, not only because they have such an impact on our, our clients' lives, but also because as a service provider, um, as a company, as whether it's our franchisees, or in our installation staff or our design consultants, you get to see the project from start to finish and and it's a a, a dramatic change. So it, it's really enjoyable. It's really satisfying. In terms of the projects themselves, um, I think it's important to mention that our company doesn't create spaces um, in particular for one particular use. Okay. So you know, a client may say, listen, I'm planning on creating a home gym in my garage. That's fantastic. Um, you know, we'll create the environment to allow for fitness equipment to be brought in and for it to be clean space for them to use it. And, you know, maybe whether it's lighting that they have a bright space or, you know, someone wants to put a mirror on the wall or those type of things. We'll create the environment with our 
products. Um, not forgetting the fact that a lot of times you still may need the storage and organization because oh, yeah. it's very rare that you'll have everything removed from a from a traditional garage space and then it's just a focused gym. It's well, you gotta have some you gotta have somewhere to put the dumbbells and the yeah, yeah. cords and all the things you're gonna it's use, right? You don't want to just laying around sure. the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So so gyms, I mean, especially over COVID, were extremely popular. Um, you know, we've done transformations, obviously, where people have multiple vehicles, collector cars, you know, prize possessions, things like that. We have uh, transformations where people have brought, you know, sports into the garage, whether that's a basketball net or a ping pong <laughs> table or um, anything, maybe a dartboard, um, you know, a place that they can hang out. Uh, oftentimes there's a TV perhaps to watch the big game, something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it really is up to the client and to determine what they want to use the space for. And one of the things that we often share with our clients is that the comment from them is, I want to create a fitness room. Fantastic. We can help you create the environment so that you can do that. But think about what it's going to be like in five years, you know, especially after COVID, people have left the garage space for fitness and returned to their gyms. So that's fantastic in, in many ways. But at the same time, the garage is still finished. So moving the fitness equipment out and now being able to use the space for another purpose is easy. And and so we always wanted to create that space with um, flexibility in mind. And so even if a transformation is unique to that client, it can easily be modified so that either a new homeowner can use it or the existing homeowner can use it in a different way than they had envisioned originally. Absolutely. That kind of makes me think of return on investment. Looking through these products, these are these are high quality, high end products. So I'm I'm guessing they're, you know, this this isn't a they're not cheap. This is a good investment, but why do you think it's worth making that investment? Um, if a client is interested, convince me of why this might be a good investment for my home. Absolutely. So relatively speaking, it's a low cost investment. And when I say relatively speaking, I mean, compared to other home improvement products. Okay. Uh, so if you're going to finish a basement or a bathroom or a kitchen, the cost per square foot is going to be dramatically higher than finishing your garage space. Um, so even, even with the products that you guys have, huh? Cause it looks at a 600 square foot garage and, okay. and, um, you know, it's even if it were upwards of $60,000, I mean, per square foot, it's, it's still good bang for your buck. Okay. Whereas doing the basement, that's 600 square feet and you have to, you know, do insulation and framing and electrical and plumbing and HVAC you know, it, it's it's a much higher cost and as per square foot again. So again, relative to other areas of the home, this is a, a, a lower cost investment. Um, that being said, back to your question of why you would do it and, and what the return would be. I've seen statistics from different groups about what the actual return is. I'm kind of skeptical because I don't really think that enough um, good data is available on what people have got a back when they've gone to sell their house. What I will tell you is that a finished garage space um, is, is very much like um, having beautiful landscaping or curb appeal. 
when someone comes to see your home and they see not only is uh, this taken care of, but the garage is kept this clean and it, it's it's bright and it's it's uh, well organized. It speaks to how that homeowner uh, treats the entire home and how they've taken care of every space. And and so not only that sentiment, but at the same time, you know, people think, oh, it's very easy to understand how I would enjoy living here. If you go into an unfinished garage space, yeah, there's lots of potential there, but it definitely doesn't do anything to excite you. Um, it just looks like a blank canvas. And then you have to say, well, okay, either I have to spend money to finish it or I have to sort of be okay living with how it is. Yeah, it's but not if, a it's not a selling point when it when it looks no, like it's that. not. So yeah. so it's really almost what happens is if you have a garage that's unfinished and a home that's for sale, you'll never have pictures of it. It won't be mentioned. They <laughs> won't talk about it. But one that is finished, they're they're going to present it as look at this. This is something that you're going to love. And unlike potentially, you know, a pool or a specific unique feature of a garage that may not be for everyone, there's really nothing that would uh, turn someone off from a furnished garage space uh, that would prevent them from saying, you know what, or, 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 or cause them to say, you know what, I don't think that this house is for me, unless <laughs> it was not the right size. Yeah. Speaking of size, one of the ways you guys help maximize space is with car lifts. Are those actually products that you guys produce or is that something you contract out? We don't, we don't manufacture them ourselves. Okay. Um, we do buy them from, from uh, specific suppliers. But uh, yes, we install car lifts and um, you know they can be one of the easiest ways to increase parking space at a very low cost. So there's no structural um requirements there's no um ex expansion of the actual building you literally need to install the lift and likely uh address uh how the door opens with what's called a high lift conversion so that the radius of the door and and the amount of space you use when the door comes into the headroom is is minimized um but beyond that it's a, a very affordable way to increase parking space and storage for an extra vehicle and can those be purchased through your stores or through yeah, your? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our, all of our locations uh, offer off car lifts either directly or or through a partner. Speaking of cars, you know, we're making a move uh, toward more electric vehicles. I'm wondering, are you getting more requests for that kind of thing, like EV charging stations, or is that coming up more? Yeah. I would put uh, our clients into two groups. There's the ones that are in in uh, a new construction uh, situation, and uh, in that in that uh, situation, I would always recommend installing rough-ins, running lines, dedicated lines for for charging. Um, it would surprise me if certain states and provinces didn't add that to the building code in the near future, um, yeah. just based on on where car production is going. Um, so my recommendation at, at that stage would always be to add that functionality to the garage, even if it's a line that you're not going to connect if you don't have an electric vehicle. I mean, it, it's the way of the future. So that's easy and extremely inexpensive to do at that stage of construction. The retrofit uh, side of our business where we're going into existing uh, structures, which is probably uh, the majority of our projects. Sure. We are often getting asked to, uh, you know, how can we integrate this? 
How do we get the power to uh, the garage? Where are we going to put it? Um, you know, what makes most sense? And, and there's a lot of discussion had around that. Um, and, and while we don't necessarily do the electrical work ourselves, we're not licensed electricians, we will uh, either partner with people who can do that, that work or subcontract, depending on, on the state and the licensing requirements to do that work, and then talk about where they want to place that based on where most cars need it. Um, so it is part of the conversation for sure. And, and what I can tell you is that uh, people are thinking about it. It, it. it may not be something that they have or need at the moment, but it's always it's coming, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a consideration. If you're going to do this work, it's always easier to do it while you're in a project than to have to address it afterwards when you have a finished space. Absolutely. Any other tech trends in garage remodeling or just trends in general that you're noticing? Anything? Yeah. So, so lighting is always really important, obviously with led lights and, 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 um, you know, very low profile um, recessed lighting that can have an e enormous impact. It's not exactly high tech, but it's definitely something that is is definitely a trend and, and having a big impact. You know, sound can be the same. I would say um, it's not high tech again, but climate control is definitely something that's becoming more in demand and more popular as the space becomes um, utilized for different things, whether it be fitness, whether it be, you know, a hangout space, whether it's just, you know, a storage space, but you need, you want to put stuff in there that, you know, can't be in uh, 110 degrees or in, and can't be in, in 28 degrees. So um, climate control, whether that's heating or cooling is definitely something people are considering more often. And um, yeah, we, we work, work that into the project and the scope of work, depending on on what the client needs. Yeah. I mean, so I often think of a garage as like dark and damp or whatever, but you know, the ones that I'm seeing that you guys have included in your photo galleries, you know, are light and inviting and also seem safer. You know, you don't want to pull into a dark garage late at night. You know, that with, with some of the other trends that we're seeing with, with just garage door openers and whether they're uh, overhead or uh, wall mounted, the, the technology is there to be able to control that, to make sure the garage door closes for safety and security, to be able to access it from a phone, to have battery backup in case the power goes out. There's a whole bunch of things in that space that are definitely improving in technology uh, that are becoming a factor. But uh, in, it, it, like I said from the beginning, we create an environment that is is really suited to the client's needs. And so we, we don't really only explore one area or another. We really will look at the entire picture and see what makes most sense for them. You know, they say seeing is believing. We'll, we'll include, as I mentioned, a link to your photo gallery, but you do have these franchise locations over, over 40 in Canada and the U.S. What could people expect to see if they go into that? And is that where some of the consultation might happen? Yeah, absolutely. So clients typically reach out to us in, in a couple of different ways, two or three ways. So oftentimes we'll get an email through our website saying, you know, I'm really interested in what you do. Can you come out to my home and take a look? And obviously that's part of our process. Okay. Other times they'll call and request the same consultation, or they'll just simply come to our showrooms to explore what we have and see the products and services we offer that are on display. Um, you know, being a showroom based model, um, it's very much like, you know, you go to a tile store 
or you would go to a cabinetry company to really understand sort of what the products offered or the quality of them, um, different ideas, that type of thing. They're not actual garages with vehicles in them for the most part. Um, they're, they're displays, but at the same time, you know, you can see the products installed in the physical space and, and touch and feel that and, and even get a sense for the design and the color and, 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 um, any other features that you may really like in terms of your space. And then from that, yeah, we'll, we'll go out to the home. We do in-home consultations, hundreds of them a day, um, where, yeah, our design consultants are meeting with clients. And again, that's really a, we call it a design consultant because it's a consultative process. We are there to understand what your needs are, what your wants are, what your space requirements are, and then coming up with a solution that's going to address all those things. And, you know, it's, it's also, you know, we, we talk about the cost. So that that's always something that's involved. So we talk whether it's budgets or, or um, what someone's comfortable spending, that type of thing, you know, we want to really put that on the table so that we're always on the same page and that there are no surprises. And we really tailor the solution to meet your needs in all of those different areas. And from there, we can either meet back at the showroom, we can return to the house, we can send the proposal um, uh, by email and review it that way. And again, that might be an iterative process. So if we need to make changes, if we need to modify that, oh, I was thinking more here or, you know, down the line, I think I might have like to have my bikes here or I'd really like to have a sink. How do we incorporate that? Those types of things often come up and, and we work with the clients to come up with the best solution and the final solution so that when we do it, we do it right and we do it uh, once and it's something that they enjoy for as long as they're in that home. Sounds like a definitely a customer-focused approach. Am I correct in, in thinking that your folks actually do most of the installation? I mean, you said like certain things like electricity or something, you may have to work with yeah. contractors, but yeah, as no, far as our, your products, you install them, right? Absolutely. So our teams are all employees of uh, each franchise location. Um, they're dedicated staff members that are doing these projects day in and day out. Both our Flortex coating installations, as well as our cabinetry organizers, the entire fit out. It would only be in cases where uh, we would need special um, skilled trades to come in and do work um, that uh, depending on, on the the requirements of the municipality or the state or province, if they have to work directly with the homeowner or if we can bring them in as a subcontractor, depending on licensing, um, we do that in order to facilitate the solution that we've put together. But yes, we don't take on any of the work that uh, we're not um, trained to do or uh, licensed to do. We want it done right and we want uh, to ensure not only the finished product works and it's functional, but it's also safe. Well, you guys have been getting a lot of great press. I noticed, you know, you've been featured on one own media like HGTV, Dwell, Real Simple, to name just a few. I was also interested to read about the partnership that you did with Architectural Digest and the Black Interior Designers Network on the Iconic House. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really interesting. So I think prior to COVID, um, Architectural Design um, Digest was building a physical home. Um, or renovating a physical home. And then through COVID, it became this virtual experience where they would partner with designers and say, okay, you know, this particular designer is going to focus on this space. 
And we worked collaboratively with the designer for this particular project with uh, the Black Interior Designers Association that was doing this one home for Architectural Digest. And so we, we discussed sort of what was the garage going to be? What was their vision for the design elements? But, you know, what's, what was great about working with, with that designer and um, that team was that they really understood, okay, so as much as, you know, design is really out of the box thinking and we want it to be that wow factor, we really need to add functionality into this space. Hmm. So it's not just about, you know, having... Um, walls that are textured, you know, in some way, shape or form that is so unique and very cool. It's, yeah, how does this function? So it, it added the design element to what we were doing already. And uh, I think it ended up being a great project, uh, virtual project that that photographed extremely well. And or the the shots from from the renderings were done extremely well, I should say. And um, yeah, opened up uh, a lot of uh, doors in people's minds to what, what could be. Absolutely. And, th and there's a great video on your website of the actual designer that you worked with on that. And at first he was kind of bummed that he got assigned the garage to have to work on. But then when he saw all the possibilities that you could bring to the table, he, he really got into it. And it's a really great space. And you can take a virtual yeah. tour of that on their website, as I mentioned. Aaron, what, what do you see as, as the main benefits of, of taking on a, a project like a garage transformation? I mean, you just talked about, hey, it's a lot more than just looking pretty. It's It's got to be functional. What's the major selling points of this as you work with customers? You know, you take an unfinished space. Uh, it could be, you know, a place where you want to park, but can't, a place where you store stuff, but can't find the belongings. <laughs> And you really transform it into something that's usable. And that that usability or, or that specific use is going to be different for everyone. And that is, is completely fine. How you use the space is, is irrelevant to it being finished in a way that can be used. It's about coming home to a house where your lifestyle doesn't start at the garage and the, the door to the home. It starts at the garage door. And so you pull in or you pull up to the home and you've arrived. Um, and that uh, feeling of, of being home and, and you know, being uh, surrounded by space that's clean and organized and bright and uh, functional, um, it brings everybody together. And, and again, that can be for all members of the family. It's not limited to, you know, we, we really dislike sort of any use of the word man cave in our vocabulary, because not only does it, it alienate uh, many of our, our, our female customers, but it's just, in some ways, it's very um, outdated in terms of who sure. we work with and what we're accomplishing. You know, we work with families, we work with couples, we work with, you know, first-time homeowners. It, it runs, it runs the people that are empty nesters, and, and okay. they all have different needs whether it's, you know, downsizing and reducing the amount of, uh, of, of items they have, or it's a growing family that seems to be sort of in that stage where they're accumulating a lot of stuff and really need to maximize the space so that they can organize it well and still be able to park or still be able to do an activity in the garage and, and everything in between. So, um, yeah, I would say to you that um, that's the, the huge benefit of it. 
it's it's again it's an extension of the home extension of your lifestyle it's a reduction of stress by reducing the mass and and everything in between that we we really believe has a has a major impact on on our clients lives one of the reasons i started the podcast was to help people feel more at home in their living space and you've convinced me now that the garage should be part of that consideration and and i'd be happy hanging out in any of those garage spaces I saw on your website. But I'm curious, um, what is it that makes you feel most at home? So that's a great question. Obviously, with my family there, um, <laughs> I feel most at home. But I, I think it it goes to, you know, a space where I feel like I have everything I I, I want and, and and I can do the things that that make me happy, whether they're projects or passions. Being able to, you know, come home at the end of the day and 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 feel a sense of peace. Um, you know, the 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 cliche saying, you know, your home is your sanctuary. You want it to be a place of uh, serenity and a place of comfort. And um, so that's what that provides me with a sense of home. That's that's what home means to me. And then being able to to share it with uh, my loved ones is you know part and parcel with that. Well, that's that's a great answer. And and what better way to to enter that home than in a, in a great garage that's well organized, well lit, and very functional? Aaron, thanks so much for taking time out today and joining us. I've really enjoyed. Um, hearing your insights and experience, and I know our listeners will too. Great. It was great to be with you. If you're interested in learning more about Garage Living, check out the company's website at garageliving.com. In addition to a wealth of information about the company's products, services, and showrooms, you can browse a Garage Transformation photo gallery and request a free Garage Living idea book. I'm including a direct link to the website in the show notes, along with links to the company's social media platforms. Thanks again for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends about us. We want to help you continue experiencing that feeling of being at home wherever you are. So please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and visit our website at homewhereyoubelong.com. Want to join in on discussions, ask questions, or share feedback and ideas? Join our Facebook group, visit us on Instagram, or send an email to chip at homewhereyoubelong.com. We'll see you next time. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.